The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Jennifer Gannon, I'll have to admit that I have managed to avoid the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial over mm. the last six weeks. Uh, the bits and pieces that I've heard from it, I just found have been deeply distressing almost. Horrible attitude that both of them seem to display towards mm. each other. And a, just an exceptionally unpleasant case, which came to an end last night. What did you make of it all? I found it very disturbing. Um, I found that it's all about like the subterranean world of celebrity unchecked, you know, egos that were unchecked as well as letting um, when you have a PR company behind you, when you have 30 years or more in the business and you could conceal deep drug addiction and alcoholism. And it's about violence and it's about Violence, yes, on both sides. Um, but I do think what has been the absolute most disturbing thing I found about this case is the memification of domestic violence. Um, people have turned this, the internet has gone wild, TikTok has gone wild, social media has gone wild in general. And what they have done is they have had, there's been no respect afforded to Amber Heard at all. Uh, people are talking about this case as if it's a version of goodies versus baddies. This is not a Marvel comic. It's not a cartoon. I think by it being on TV, by people being able to watch it on TV and watch two actors in court, they've the public have maybe removed themselves. They feel like they're watching a courtroom drama rather than something that is real life. And what we have seen is these horrible wave of toxicity, toxic fandom, dark fandom, Johnny Depp fans behaving like Trump supporters, like Michael Jackson acolytes, where they would just turn everything she says into a, a, an object of ridicule and no respect has been afforded to her at all, whereas it hasn't been like that for Johnny Depp at all. It struck me that two things, the voyeurism involved mm. in all of this, facilitated by the live broadcast on television and then amplified by people dipping in and out of the trial, presumably, maybe not watching every minute like the jurors did and not hearing all the evidence and yet having every opinion to offer as to what actually the truth is. This is the worry where your true crime obsession comes into it, where people are being, think they're armchair detectives, think they're armchair lawyers and are sitting there watching this rolling news or as I said, dipping in and out of it and saying, well, I know all the facts now and I know that she's lying. I know this and... This is not the case and I find it very strange. Uh, The reaction, the way that the reaction has gone, it's been so odd to watch. I mean, he's not innocent. He won a defamation case. It's very different. As I said, like there's been violence on both sides and, and we have gone through weeks and weeks of hearing the depths of depravity in within their very volatile marriage. Um, and this is not something to be taken lightly. And I think it's, it is serious. And there is this wave of misogyny that has come across really in within this case. Just uh, the fact that, as I said, there has been countless everyday TikToks and, uh, Twitter feeds of like, you know, Justice for Johnny, where what they would do is take pictures of Amber Heard or do voiceovers, ridiculing her testimony, ridiculing when she talked about being sexually assaulted by him, when she talked about being beaten up by him. And it just really has shown people up and a a lot of women, especially who support Johnny Depp. And it's very strange. I think it's they're conflating the person who they don't know. This man is someone they do not know with the actor that they enjoy his work. This listener texts in, he is innocent with a sort of handover face emoji, but he wasn't actually charged with any crime. So this wasn't a case to determine, determine innocence and guilt. But on the other hand, could you say, Jennifer, that the jury 
listened to all of the evidence from brought forward. It wasn't dipping in and out. It assessed every single minute of it. And it did decide that he had been defamed. The jury were not sequestered either. The jury and Explain now, the, now the judge that. said that you know he would advise them not to look at social media and not to look at the internet, but as if they're not going to, or as if they're not going to have family members that would tell them what is going on and what the public opinion was like outside of the court and what the feeling was like. I mean, Amber Heard actually asked for their names to be kept out of the press for over, I think it was one to five years. She tried to angle for that because she knows. She is getting death threats every day from these vehement fans. Um, she knows what it would be like, uh, the reaction would be like if their names get out there. So you cannot tell me that they weren't under considerable pressure looking every day going into that courtroom and hearing the fans outside, hearing the fans, Johnny Depp fans in the court, that there wasn't considerable pressure put upon them to find him, to, to go with him on this side of things. OK, I've been reading a lot about this today from various people offering opinion pieces. I've just looked, picking one as an example, Maura Donegan and the Guardian saying we're in a moment of virulent anti-feminist backlash and that the modest gains made in the Me Too movement era are being retracted with a gleeful display of victim blaming on a massive scale. Yeah, to put it mildly, without the Me Too movement, there would be no Jeffrey Epstein case. We would not have known about this. We would have not had him held accountable at all. And as well, someone like Alex Winter, if you're talking about there are male victims of domestic abuse, there are male victims of sexual violence. We know that Alex Winter, who is an actor in Bill and Ted, he came out and said, you know, this also, the Me Too movement helped people, men as well. It wasn't just about women. It was about the power imbalance of these cases. And if you're a vulnerable man, you know, you were also under the umbrella of this. It's it's about going up against telling your truth to power. OK, but there was throughout the Me Too movement. And I'm conscious of trying to be so careful in how I express any of these questions to you. But during the Me Too movement, there was this thing about if anyone made an allegation, it was I believe her. Mm. Now, doesn't this case actually suggest that not all allegations are necessarily true and that they can't be believed automatically because this jury came to the conclusion after listening to all the evidence well, it's implied by the fact that they found in Depp's favour that they didn't believe her. Well, it's not about not believing her in a way for this case. It's about the sentence itself. She wrote one sentence in the Washington Post in 2018 in an op-ed that didn't even name Johnny Depp, that just said she was a victim of domestic violence and that the court, court case itself is around the fact that that cost, cost him damage. It was damage to his career. That's what that is about. Nobody is denying that violence happened and violence did happen, as I said, on both sides. But what the consequences of this case is going to be is the fact that normal women will feel like they d- shouldn't come forward anymore because they will be torn to shreds like this because they feel that people are against them now. I mean, and that's the thing. I don't think people actually give that a second thought. It's like, it's not about you hating Amber Heard. Amber Heard is like, you know, it's not, it doesn't even figure in. You don't know this woman, but it's about the women that you do know, the women in your lives that may not speak up or may not trust you anymore to tell you that they're suffering from violence or something bad has happened to them because they feel like because you're sitting there watching this case, uh, gorging on it like it's a true crime binging podcast and think you know everything, that they, they, can't, they feel like they can't speak to you now because you've been warped by this toxic fandom, which I find just so upsetting. And I find it very funny that the people were all, those people usually talk about freedom of speech and wanting freedom of speech, those kind of fans are now in favour of these harsh defamation laws coming in. 
Well, defamation laws are tough in Ireland. It's unusual to have a case in the United States such as this where defamation actions are not fought. It, of course, it may not be over yet. She is talking of appealing the judgment and the because um, she looks unlikely to have the, what, $10 million, which is what she'll have to be required to pay given that the $15 million was excessive under local mm. Virginian law. Yeah, and this is the thing. I mean, the thing about it is it's not binary. It's shades of grey and that's what people are not seeing. It's not about the goodies versus the baddies and I think she has to do this now in a I mean in a way I do think it should end here but in another way I'm thinking if she is suffering this every day of her life now where fans are trying to have her career torpedoed But there's a listener making an interesting point and asking the question if the verdict had gone the other way would people be complaining about the unfairness of the process and about the comments on TikTok and social media yeah, we still, by people I, yes. looking to participate in it. As yes, it we still along. would because the, the point is Hollywood has complete amnesia when it comes to men and anything uh, like a powerful man does in that way. They always welcome their male stars back with open arms. You can see it from Mel Gibson to Mark Wahlberg to Louis C.K. They always come back to the fold and they always are able to earn money. And you've seen if this went Amber Heard's way, let's say he still, he won in the court of public opinion and you can see how passionate his fans are, how much they love him. You can see, you know, the support he has within the industry. So he wouldn't be affected at all if this went her way. But it would make women feel better. It would make voiceless women feel better who are out there thinking, well, maybe I, I can't talk about this anymore. or Maybe I won't put this wheel in motion to actually get justice for myself. Jennifer Gannon, thank you very much. The last word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.